Could the spiritual discipline of fasting be your answer to the losses life has dealt you? Discover how fasting might hold the key to reclaiming what the locusts have eaten. This is Cherie. Welcome to Meditating the Word. It's day 14 of our 21-day fast. We have one more week to go. Our foundational scripture is Mark 9:29. Jesus said, This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. This tells us that he considered fasting important. Today, we're going to explore fasting for restoration. We'll look at fasting in Joel 1 and 2. We'll start in Joel 1, reading verses 13 through 15 from the NIV. Put on sackcloth, you priests, and mourn. Wail, you who minister before the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth, you who minister before my God. For the grain offerings and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Alas for that day, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. This was a difficult time for Judah. The land had been devastated by swarms of locusts, and they were entering a time of extreme famine and financial ruin as a result. He encouraged them to turn back to God through fasting, repentance, and crying out to God. They had reached a point where they were powerless to do anything about their situation. All they could do was turn to God. Maybe you are facing a situation like that in your life, when you have to just let go and trust God. Now let's take a look at Joel 2. We're going to read quite a bit here because this is such an incredible passage. I'll be reading verses 12 through 32 from the NIV. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows, he may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the portico and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again 
will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern horde far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land. Its eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea, and its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea, and its stench will go up, its smell will rise. Surely he has done great things. Don't be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains, because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locust and the young locust, the other locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Joel tells the people to return to the Lord with all their heart. This needs to be an act of total submission, giving everything in surrender to God. This fast was to be marked not by rending of garments, which was and is an expression of mourning in Jewish culture, but by rending their hearts. It's a true heart repentance that pleases God, not just an outward show. And look at God's response. He will be zealous for his land and people. He will send grain, new wine, and oil. He will defeat their enemies. He promises restoration. And Joel tells Judah to praise God for the promised restoration in advance, not after the fact. This is an important act of faith. We praise God even when we don't see it yet because we believe we have received what he has promised. Then we have one of the most beautiful promises in Scripture. God promised to restore even the years that the swarming locust had eaten. And even better still, 
the promise that the Spirit of God would be poured out on all flesh, sons and daughters, old men and young men, on men servants and maid servants, a promise that was fulfilled after Jesus returned to the right hand of the Father and Holy Spirit was sent to dwell with us forever. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you have suffered devastating loss and are looking for restoration, study these passages and the promises associated with surrendering your all to God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your emotions, and then praise him for everything he has done in your life and everything he will do in your life. His promises are sure, and he is faithful. Okay, my disclaimers. I am not a medical professional, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Please, if you fast, fast responsibly. If you have any underlying health issues or an unhealthy relationship with food, do not fast. And if you're going on an extended fast, it's a good idea to check with your doctor first. All right, let's check in. If you didn't have scriptures to stand on before, I hope today gave you some great promises to meditate on. I can't stress enough the importance of spending as much time as you can during this fast, reading God's Word, praying God's Word, and meditating on God's Word. And have your journal next to you so you can record any revelations that come to you. Here's how I'm doing. I lost 0.2 pounds yesterday. I'm still drinking a gallon of water a day. No negative side effects. I'm walking at least 10,000 steps a day, and my energy continues to be really good. Tomorrow, I will begin eating fruits and veggies as I start to gradually transition back to a normal diet. I'm spending lots of time in the Word and in prayer and standing on God's promises. All right, I'm going to pray over you. Father God, I lift up to you those who are in the midst of struggles, whose hearts are heavy with the weight of losses. I speak your strength over those who are burdened by the ravages of the enemy. In our powerlessness, Father, we turn to you with fasting. There is nothing we can do in the natural to turn this around. It is only in fully surrendering to you that we can find true restoration. So, Father, we embrace the call to return to you with our entire being, not just an outward display of mourning, but with a sincere, heart-deep repentance and reliance on you and you alone as our source, our provider, our protector, and our redeemer. We claim your promise of restoration, an abundance of provision and victory over adversity. We grab hold of that promise, clinging to it and refusing to budge. With faith, we praise you in advance for this renewal, trusting in your unshakable promises. Father, thank you for restoring even the years the locusts have eaten. Thank you for the gift of Holy Spirit living in us, reviving us, bringing us fully alive 
in Christ Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me on Meditating the Word today. This is Cherie, reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.